Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Manxiety Podcast. We're your hosts, Ashad and Matt. Before we get started, if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe so you can get notified of new episodes. If you want to share this with your friends, you can find us on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Whoa, 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 whoa. Way too many claps. What? That's not how it goes, Matt. You you're definitely you're not happy, happy. You know it, or you're your too happy. Yeah, I'm very excited. No, no, it's, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, then... Uh, wait, your face the will surely part? show it. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. See? There, you, no, nope. too many. That's too happy, Matt. <laughs> you're you're too you. happy. <laughs> I'm always excited to be here um, talking to you and... Also, if you've been following along in our journey, and this is not the first episode you're listening to, uh, you know that I can't sing, and I'm also hustle suck at rhythm. So, to be honest, it would make sense that I would uh, I would take too many um, too many claps. He also doesn't know how to clap, obviously. I, I also I also can't do the the friend song where it's the um, fuck like the, the intro song where, where they do the whole like bum 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 bum. You know, I suck at that too. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I've, I, I, it's like the I've I'll be friends. there for you. It's like the the opening song. Yeah, but what's the, the what's the claps? It's it's in the intro song. I, you, I you, you're not so, a though. you're not a real you're not a true believer I've, because I've you would know what I'm talking about. Anyway, anyway, Matt, what are we talking about this week other than being happy and knowing it and clapping? Oh, this is the episode on claps, right? We're yeah. gonna talk about uh, clap anxiety. When you're sitting in a theater and like getting you know, the clap or like applauding? No, no, like applauding, right? Like you're sitting. There's a comedian show. Like when the show. plane lands. When the plane lands and you have to clap. No, no, no. You're sitting at a comedian show, mm-hmm. and they say a joke and it's not funny. Okay. And everyone else starts clapping. Do you feel anxious? Do you feel like you need to clap? No. That's what we're talking about. Some people, <laughs> some people feel like you do need to clap. Okay, okay. They want to fit in. They yeah. want to be liked, uh, group group mentality, mob mentality. We're talking about all that stuff. Exactly. Mamba mentality. I mean, mob. Right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. What are or, we talking about this week? Or are we talking about happiness? Because we can talk about clapping. I can teach you how to clap really well. Like, if you cup your hands perfectly, it's real sharp. Like, my claps are always louder than everybody else because I'm an overachiever in the group, you know? Interesting. Never knew that about you. The overachiever part, not the clap part. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always like the last one to clap. Just like awkwardly, I'll wait until I'm the only person clapping. Like, so we really like draw out the applause for people. Anyways, we're not talking about clapping. We're talking about happiness. So if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Um, and if you clapped your hands along with us, or with a shot, I should say, because I butchered it. Uh, maybe it brought a little bit of positivity into your life and maybe you're gonna listen to this episode with a positive mindset and that positive mindset will propel you into future positive endeavors and will bring you happiness yeah no but happiness is a very interesting topic right and 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 the reason it is an interesting topic is there stanford has a whole class on happiness now i don't know if i don't know if you knew that matt I don't know if a lot of people know that. I, I actually enrolled and I went through maybe like two, three weeks of the class. Uh, I did the same I thing. 
Uh, oh, really? <laughs> I yeah, I literally did the same thing. I I got to like the first two weeks, and then my life just was flipped, turned upside down. I like to take a minute, just sitting right there. I tell you how I got all this anxiety up in here. Hmm. That's hilarious. Hmm. 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 Uh, it was Stanford, right, or was it Yale? I thought maybe it was Harvard. Was oh, was it oh, Yale? Maybe it was Harvard. It was one of the big dogs. Okay, yeah, it was definitely the... one of the big ones. It might have actually been Yale. It might have been Yale. Uh, and and the thing is that it was a free course. Um. Online. And it was very cool because I think it came out during the pandemic, right? That they posted it online for free. Pretty sure, yeah, like early on in the pandemic. Um. Yeah, and and the whole thing was around sort of like positive psychology, right? Learning how to be happier. Um. And. It, it's this whole field that like tries to shed light on sort of what makes us happy, the pursuit of happiness, how we can lead more fulfilling, satisfying lives. And I know all of this sounds so amazing. And by being happy, you have less anxiety and stress and all of these great things, right? Um, so that's, you know, that's why we're talking about it because happiness is a cure for anxiety. I don't know about you, Matt, but I've never had anxiety when I've been happy right or maybe i have i don't know have i do you ever get so happy that you're like you start feeling anxious because you might not be as happy later yeah that's that's something where if you feel like you don't deserve happiness and for whatever reason you feel like you're a bad person and you should suffer and you like have a really happy moment you either may like wait for the other shoe to drop and you're like this is gonna end or you might like sit there going like I don't deserve this like to be happy or this praise or whatever so yeah those are those are much like larger themes and those types of things like by all means like you may need like a therapist to help you through some of those issues if that's really how you're feeling or journaling or something right there, there's ways to tackle it but um yeah sorry i didn't mean that to be so like <laughs> bleak we went for from a happy to, to morbid man all right let's let's go back to the to the happy notes uh if you're happy large. and you know it that does sound weird. Hearing it back, it does sound weird. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Continue, Matt. Happy. Happiness. Right. So one of the reasons I want to talk about this uh, today is funny that we mentioned Yale, Harvard, Stanford, all these big schools. Um, there's this book that I'm reading called The Happiness Advantage, which was recommended to me by a, a friend and coworker. How a Positive Brain Fuels Success in Work and Life. And this book, I believe, was published in 2010. So it kind of like uh, is one of the positive psychology books that led to a lot of the other studies and things that we've seen now with like, I think it's the Happiness Lab, right? Is that who ran it? Like Lori Santos? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. So she also has a podcast as well. Um, I've checked it out a little bit and I was reading through this book and and the, the, the big kind of underlying theme is that most people believe that once you're successful, you will be happy, Right. However, we know through practice, through study, through all these scientific efforts that if you are happy first, you are more likely to become successful in what you're doing later. And a lot of it relates to your mindset and how to set your mindset into a positive manner. Therefore, you can kind of be like receptive to happiness and also like conductive to happiness, I guess, in a physics term. Um, And... I'm just reading it going, holy shit, this is exactly what it's like to be anxiety or to have anxiety rather, because most people think I have anxiety. If I can just get rid of it, I will be happy. 
right? I'll be successful. This is the thing that's stopping me from doing what I want to do or feeling the way I want to feel. When in reality, you, you can kind of use some tricks in a sense to help you like be happy first. And some of the things that they mentioned in the book uh, in order to be happy, like little things that they recommend everybody does, meditate, right? So I obviously resonated with that because I meditate. We talk about it all the time. Uh, find something to look forward to, even if it's as simple as like, hey, I'm going to like watch my favorite TV show later. I'm going out, you know, you can look forward to like COVID restrictions being over and like seeing your friends again. Something that like helps you be happier. Uh, commit conscious acts of kindness, you know, so go out and just say like, hey, I like your shirt. Um, you know, tip a little extra at the Starbucks or whatever you're doing, right? Something that like you're trying to make somebody else happy. Usually that makes us happy as well. Volunteer, things like that. I know that that's a big one. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, let me, the list has a few more and then I'll, I'll get your thoughts on it, okay? Okay. Sound good? Sorry, I, I, I was using my like my my like work thing where it's like you give somebody something and they're like, okay, everything good? <laughs> okay. Anyways. Um infusing positivity in your surroundings so if you have a, like an image that makes you happy a song lyric that makes you happy print it out post it up a lot of people are also doing this with covid where like they um they buy plants like i swear everybody's zoom background has a million plants and i'm like i wish i had plants so now i'm gonna go get some plants um exercise which we obviously talk a lot about as well spending money but the caveat is that you spend money on experiences or others not just on goods uh, most people report that they're more happy to like spend money to go out to dinner with their friends than they are like buying a new like dress or something unless maybe like buying that dress is to go out to dinner with your friends then it's kind of like a all-in-one deal but if you just look at um what you spend your money on the things that give you the most amount of happiness are probably experiences now it may be a little different with anxiety because sometimes you don't want to do those things it may be something that's an activity but that's just the example they used and then lastly um to exercise a signature strength. So if your strength is being very strategic and goal-oriented or something, use that to your advantage. Um, if your strength is like empathizing with people, you know, go empathize with somebody, use that to your advantage, be a shoulder to cry and type of thing. Um, so whatever you're good at can make you feel happy and, and make it a better mindset because it's something you're probably passionate about if you're good at it. Yeah, no, those are... Those are all really, really uh, good points. Uh, now I forgot what comment I made on one of them. Oh, yeah, volunteering. Um, but I, I think that combines some of those, right? A couple of those things together, right? You're giving back to someone else. Um, you're Maybe if you're not even volunteering, but like donating money. Um, just whatever like you do that helps other people uh, is has been proven to like the the benefits you receive from it are like exponentially more than sort of what you put into it um but yeah i mean i uh, you know a lot of people do that a lot of people during the pandemic started doing uh vision boards right which were you know they would put up things that they want to things that made them happy things that they want to do right within the next year or two or whatever five years uh you know if you want to buy a house like the type of house you want if you want a pet wedding wh whatever it is and looking at that make made people happy and you know um it's it, it's definitely you know something that we can i don't want to say force but trick ourselves into doing 
right? Like, uh, you know, they say if you smile enough, um, like if you fake a smile, you'll eventually be smiling for real or you're like, you'll feel happier. And it's true. Uh, Matt's doing a very uh, weird smile right now. So um, I don't know if he's feeling happy or weird at this moment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But no, I mean, if you smile, other people will also smile in most cases, right? If you fake smile, uh, you'll eventually become a real smile. And it's because you're, you know, what you're physically doing is sending uh, messages to your brain saying, hey, um, this guy's smiling. I think he's happy. And then your brain's like, oh, yeah, he, he's probably happy if he's smiling. So you start feeling happy. Uh, what, what, what other uh, things do you have in that glorious book, Matt? And also, what is the book? Did you mention that yet? Uh, I didn't mention the author. I just said the name. The Happiness Advantage by Sean Acor. A C H O R. I'm I'm only a few chapters into it, but it was it was pretty profound today. Um, yeah. Something else I wanted to mention as well from the book is um, it was like this study where they um they took people that they basically rubbed a leaf on them like behind their back and they told people that like it was uh, poison ivy and people reacted to it as if they had an allergic reaction. And the people, it was not poison ivy. And they also took people that were allergic to poison ivy and they rubbed a leaf on their on their arm behind their back and said, this is just a regular leaf. It's not poison ivy. And they, um, I think like, how many was it? Um, of the 13 students that were highly allergic, only two of them broke out into, into a rash. So there's, there's just a, I'll paraphrase a little bit because obviously I don't want to use the exact words for any copyright reasons. But essentially, our relative perception of what's happening or what we think will happen will kind of dictate what does happen. So in the example that I just used with the poison ivy, right? Somebody thinks that somebody put poison ivy on them. They think that they're going to have a rash. Their body reacts and has a rash. It produces physical symptoms that kind of mirror poison ivy, right? The other way around, even though poison ivy was rubbed on somebody and they should have a reaction, they don't panic. They don't break out. Their body doesn't you know, spike their immune response and go into fight or flight with adrenaline, cortisol, all these different hormones, and then they don't have a reaction. And just reading through this, I just, I had to put the book down and just think about it because it's so true with, with anxiety, right? When you think you're going to be anxious, you will become anxious. I I told the story once on here where um, I was drinking these Costco cold brews and I didn't realize, um, it was like a bang energy drink. I, yeah, yeah, it was a bang in this example. So like I rarely ever buy energy drinks. For some reason, I just had one. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to drink this instead of it sitting in my fridge forever. So I drank it, right? You know, whatever. Had like half of it, no big deal. Was just doing a bunch of work. Uh, drank the other half of it. Cool. And then I go in my head and I'm just like, how much caffeine is in a bang energy drink? Turns out it's 300 milligrams of caffeine which is about three strong cups of coffee. So I consumed what is three cups of coffee, like instantly, basically. And I immediately went into a panic because I thought, oh my God, that's too much. So because I said, oh my God, that's too much, I'm going to like have, I'm going to, I'm going to have a panic attack essentially. What did I start doing? I started to have a panic attack, right? Um, my heart was beating really quickly, right? My, my, I was getting a little bit of tunnel vision, things like that. And I said, oh shit, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. But then what I did was I was like, no, you, you took too much caffeine, which I've had like that amount before. It just, I didn't understand how much was actually in it. So when I saw the value, I immediately thought, oh my God, that's too much. 
which then changed the reality of the situation. So what I did was I just started like organizing my like my clothes and like doing a bunch of like physic physical chores. In which case, I was kind of burning off some of the energy and not thinking about what was going on. And I was literally just like tunnel vision, like, okay, do the dishes. Okay, run downstairs. Okay, do this. Uh, change this. Whatever. Um, and then after that, like, initial wave of anxiety passed, it was like, okay, yeah, I'm still, like, pretty energetic and I'm pretty hyper right now. But I'm not, like, mentally panicking. And the thing is, even though I've, like had a lot of caffeine before and the other examples like with costco cold brews i used to chug two of those at work not realizing how much caffeine was in them wow. and the same thing right as soon as you realize oh shit like which i mean caffeine is also terrible for anxiety so please don't do what i do and like make sure you know what your dosages are <laughs> um but it, it completely changed the situation in front of me right so in the example like the poison ivy somebody's like hey this is just a leaf it's not going to hurt you right no reaction even though it was poison ivy so it's kind of we do the same thing with anxiety, right? It's like, hey, this is anxiety. It's going to hurt you, right? This is going to give you a panic attack. This is going to make you freak out. So then you do. So so it really builds into that self-fulfilling prophecy. And what the book goes further into is how to do it with happiness, where it's like if you can create a positive mindset and do those little things that give you happiness or do those things even before you have to do like a learning task or something where you're focused, then you're going to be able to perform better, achieve success, but also in this case, uh, like lessen your anxiety, right? If you're like, like a shot said earlier, if you're like singing your favorite song at the top of your lungs in the shower, you're probably not anxious. It could be the second that those lyrics are over and it changes to a different song. You immediately start thinking about, you know, the universe and, and how expansive it is. And, and then you're not gonna be able to sleep for three days. That's, that's me sometimes, but, um, yeah. Thoughts. No, I mean, that's all very good points. Um, in addition to just thinking about it, though, I think when it comes to anxiety, sometimes we even, I'm, again, we've mentioned this before, you know, when you close yourself off, when you're crossing your arms, uh, you know, like protecting your body, right, your internals, your vital organs, uh, it makes our body think that they're, you know, it's in trouble. It makes our brain think that we're in trouble and starts making us feel anxious, Um so just it's it's good to keep those things in mind sometimes, right? Uh, if if you catch yourself doing some some of these things and you start feeling anxious, um, or if you're already feeling anxious, uh, and then you realize that you're doing something, right? Like closing yourself off, um, maybe sitting in a I don't know cramped position or uh, anything along those lines. If you just open yourself up and you know do the champion poses or just you know think positively right think think about something more positive uh you can definitely like take control of it and feel happy even right if you think about something happy you know whatever the happiest thing they can think of is um it, it can help uh mitigate that or make you feel better this kind of reminds me of uh <laughs> funny enough I'm a, I'm a very big harry potter fan um and something in the Harry Potter universe is the mentors, right? And, uh, you know, J.K. Rowling has come out and said sort of her inspiration for the mentors was depression. And because they suck all the happiness out of you, right? And that's that that was her like, I think she went through depression at some point, that was sort of like the physical embodiment of depression, right? Sucking the literally sucking the happiness out of you, which is what the mentors do. Um, 
and the way that you uh, fight a Dementor, right, is obviously it's Harry Potter, so there's a spell. But the way the spell works is you have to think about the happiest memory you have, right? Like wh whatever that is, something very, very happy. And you have to keep that in your mind as you're doing the spell. And the happier the memory and the, the more... Uh, the more you focus on it and um, uh, like picture it in your mind, the stronger the spell, right? And then there are spells that obviously like instead of warding them off, you can create uh, um, you can create actual like these happiness beings that'll go around and protect you from the Dementors. So. You know, it really reminds me of that because that's something that we can use in our everyday lives too. Even though we don't have a spell, you can pretend, right? And if you're ever feeling anxious or depressed, you know, think about that super happy memory. Maybe you just, you tag it, right? You tag it in your mind. You're like, if I ever feel this way, I'm going to remember this. And whenever you feel that way, you, you remember that memory, you focus on it. Hey, maybe you, uh, maybe you even say the spell. And, and the spell is uh, Expecto Patronum right and who knows next thing you know maybe you start feeling happy what's Be what's your patronus a shot uh i think when i took the test on the no, app no, 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 i'm not talking about the test like what's your patronus what's your spirit animal here i think it has to be a phoenix that's that's always been my thing um it has to be a phoenix or a wolf but i think it's a phoenix it's a wolf with wings. <laughs> it's like, that would be very little, cool. It's like a low, low combo. Um, that's that's cool. I mean, hell, just imagine your Patronus, if you're a Harry Potter fan, in the room with you and, like, trying to make you happy, right? Like, oh, imagine the, the phoenix in the room, like, perching on your arm and then, like, looking at you, making a funny face, going, like, do you, you want to, what, what do you want to do? You know, it squawks at you or something, and then you're like, <laughs> stupid bird, you know, and then you just kind of go on with your life. Um yeah, those those things can definitely help you break out of the like the loops we get trapped in. Yeah, and it, and it goes back to this positive psychology, right? Uh, and sort of like hacking your mind. Uh, and uh, there, there's been a lot of other stuff done about hacking your mind and just like hacking your body and hacking this and that. But you know, just figuring out these little things about our own uh, bodies and brains that we can use to combat the uh, whenever we feel something that's negative or that's um unpleasant right and this is definitely one of them right doing something right your body language right feeling more relaxed uh you know if you're having a panic attack you recognize that your heart is beating fast you're breathing faster uh you know mentally think about breathing slower and slowing down your breath and by doing that, you slow down your heart rate. And by doing that, you start feeling less anxious. And by doing that, you start feeling happier. And then next thing you know, when you've done that long enough, the happiness keeps growing. And then the happiness overshadows the anxiety. And you're feeling happy now. And I've, I've caught myself doing that multiple times, right? Like if I feel myself getting anxious in a certain situation, I'll take a deep breath take two deep breaths, start focusing on my breath a little bit. I'll, you know, I'll recognize how I'm sitting. If I'm sitting in, uh, you know, legs crossed, arms crossed, like very protective, I'll try to like open myself up. Maybe I'll do like a big stretch. Might, you know, do one of these guys, put my hands behind my head 
just like open yourself up, right? Like throw your chest out. And next thing you know, you just, you feel better. And, you know, it, nothing happened outside of it. You just, you told your body that it's a, it's a safe place. You're in a safe place. Uh, and your body believed you. And then your brain decided that you don't need to be anxious anymore. Yeah, hundred percent. And something real quick I want to mention with that as well is I've kind of just recently discovered this. It's going to sound weird, but it makes sense. Is that sounds so weird. Every, <laughs> um, everything can be learned. So everything that's ever been done had the, well, I mean, even like animals and shit, right? You can learn about animals type of thing. But like everything that's been done had to be learned in some way or another. So we kind of get into this habit of thinking like, oh, I'm an anxious person or I'm a depressed person or, oh, that person is just outgoing and happy. But when people have a motivation to change and they, they're in a positive mindset and they truly believe that they can do it, that they can get better, that they can be happy, uh, we see a lot better results in like the medical field. But also it's just like people can change. So if today you say, I've been anxious my whole life, and that is some people listening, right? Like just forever, they can't remember a day without anxiety. Um, you learned in some facet to be anxious every day, which means you can learn to be happy, to be positive. You can learn to use these skills and stuff to do something else, to get on a better path, right? That's why a lot of us, I mean, myself in a shot specifically, like we went through these big ordeals and stuff and we didn't want other people to struggle as well that's why we started the podcast was to reach out to people and we've gotten a lot of positive feedback from people saying like i didn't realize this was anxiety i didn't understand that chest pains were related to anxiety i thought i had a heart problem and we're like that's awesome right assuming that there's i mean i always do the caveat of like you know if if there's nothing really wrong by all means that is perfect right um and there's people that say you know reach out saying like hey i i feel dumb that i have anxiety and it's like you should not feel dumb. It's a natural thing to feel. And the more people talk about it and we understand that everybody goes through these things, you don't feel as alone. And when you don't feel as alone, you're not going to feel as unhappy and, and as disconnected from the world, right? So when you do something like, you know, a, a perfect example would be like, let's say you, you go out to a bar and you see somebody just belting at the top of their lungs the lyrics of the song, right? And like they're like dancing and kind of making a fool of themselves. See, I just said making a fool of themselves because you're already in the mindset of like this person is doing something outside of the norm, right? They're, it's embarrassing for that person, but they're happy, right? And, and they're just living their life in the moment like they want to sing. So it's kind of like that idea of like you need to put yourself first and your happiness and make sure that like you're being taken care of. But it's it's just crazy that like, we get stuck in these ways and we don't think we can change, but we know through all these studies that people can change, right? You probably knew people who were like really introverted in high school who became like a social butterfly in college because they said, hey, I want to go change. Um, and you definitely know me, so uh, you know somebody who did it. <laughs> there is. Right? It's like we're, we're very fluid. Uh, you know, we move back and forth and we're not pigeonholed to like one position or another. So, yeah, all it takes is you to, to say, I can do it. I will do it and then go just take that one little baby step towards becoming, you know, I guess less anxious. 
Yeah. No, and, uh, you know, going back to what you said about learning to be less anxious, uh, you can also unlearn to be anxious, right? Just the same way that you learn something, you can also unlearn it. So, you know, th- these are all things to keep in mind. Uh, I know a lot of people that, you know, they'll have coffee every day, let's say, right? And they'll feel anxious, but they'll continue to do it. And it's like, why do you do that? They're like, well, I just, I can't go without coffee. Well, you haven't had coffee from the day you were born. It's something that you learned and taught yourself to do. Now, start unlearning it and unteaching yourself to have it, right? Or other things, right? That that I mean, coffee is obviously something physical that like you drink, but you know, some people um let's say don't go out to to bars cuz they feel anxious going to bars because they think that something's going to happen to them, right? It's the same thing, right? Like you've been taught to to feel that way when you go to a bar because of whatever it is. But you can also unteach yourself that, right? You can feel more comfortable going to a bar or whatever else it is. I mean, hell, I was in a musical, guys. Like I, many of you probably don't know this, but I was on stage with hundreds of people watching. Now, obviously, it wasn't I wasn't on Broadway or anything. It was like a musical at college, but I never thought that I could do that. Stand in front of hundreds of people, maybe even more than that. I don't know how many people were there. Oh, there was like three thousand people there. Okay, well, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, all all of a sudden it became a much bigger deal, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's pretty crazy, and that's probably. I true. mean, you you were really drunk. I was really drunk watching it. We were cheering. Uh, you know. I definitely wasn't drunk because we weren't allowed to be drunk. Um, we would have just like our show would have gotten cut if we were drunk. Uh, so we were definitely all sober, uh, before obviously we went on stage afterwards, we were very drunk, (laughs) but, but no, that's the thing, right? Like if you knew me in high school, even in college, like you would never think, I never thought that I'd get in front of 3000 people and act and sing and dance like. (laughs) if trust me a lot of the people back like my friends and family back home if they heard heard that i i mean some a lot of them know but when they heard that i did it they probably thought i was crazy or out of my mind or something right something was wrong but honestly it was one of the funnest things i did and again it was something that was taught right i uh you know i practiced we we practiced a lot we practiced for seven to eight months uh, on all of our, you know, songs, dances, acting, uh, you know, we we gave uh, dress rehearsals and other stuff with, you know, slowly increasing numbers of people watching us, uh, and then eventually when the day came, it was, you know, we just went up and did it. You didn't, you, I didn't think about all the people that were out there watching. Um, I'm sure if I did, I would have freaked out, uh, but. It was something that was taught. You know, I went up there, we did what we had to do, and we got off stage, and that was it. So if <laughs> if me, an introvert uh, that, um, you know, gets stomach aches anytime is going to talk in front of uh, two to three people, uh, can go on stage in front of 3,000 people and sing and dance, you can teach yourself to do whatever the hell you want. A really good... I, I, I love that story, by the way, not only because I was there, but also because it demonstrates like that, that change that we're talking about 
And um, I remember you you would be so excited, which ties into being positive and, and happiness, right? It's like you'd be so excited, be like everybody's gonna come and I'm gonna perform and all this stuff. Now you maybe you, you did really think it was only a couple hundred people and not thousands, but well, no, I mean, I'm sure ever helps time, you. Yeah, I, I knew, but I've just forgotten. Um, but um, it also shows like the journey. It's not like you just said, "Hey, I want to be in a musical Saturday night. You're gonna show up and sing in front of a thousand or thousands of people." you slowly built up to it you you learned to sing you learned the dance routines you had practice you did all these things right and i mean i'm sure a lot of it was tough work i remember your schedule was kind of crazy with all those practices but at the same time like you're getting positive reinforcement right you're learning a new skill it's fun for you and then eventually you're just not thinking about how much work it is you're just thinking about how fun it is to hang out and to to be a part of this like thing bigger than yourself no definitely Um, i mean like you said i I never thought I would be in one. I just honestly, we needed people to to go and rehearse and, or like to try out because <laughs> there just weren't that many people. And I went and tried out and happened to get the lead. Uh, and then I was just very excited to go and you know rehearse. Uh, and like you said, I think it was while I was president too, um, which or- is also why you volunteered because you had to lead by example good job bud yeah <laughs> but no i you know i was just very excited to go to to go to rehearsals at, you know whatever twice a week or however long it was and it was pretty crazy you know i would rehearsals were from like 7 to 11 or something so we'd do like three four hour rehearsals twice a week in the very beginning and then became more and more often as we got closer uh, in addition to having schoolwork and like all this other stuff but i mean again it's just it's about teaching right learning how to do it right i i I didn't just go out there and start singing dancing well i mean i kind of did uh and the tryout (laughs) was pretty hilarious because i tried out with (laughs) i I tried out using the song that the the sorority that we were paired up with used for their recruitment and they loved it so Uh, i mean sometimes you just gotta you know play play the audience and uh (laughs) uh do do what you think they're gonna like but yeah yeah so you made it fun for you you made it fun for them everybody was in a positive mindset and that everybody had a good time obviously because they selected you and then you became the lead right yeah. so it, it goes back to like those things where sometimes you see somebody like really anxious and you just maybe like talk to them crack a joke talk about their day and then all of a sudden their demeanor completely changes and you'll see it in their body language. You know, Sha was talking about the closed off stuff, right? Arms crossed. Um, a big one I see a lot is, is somebody will touch the back of their neck when they're talking to you. They'll just slowly reach their hand up and they kind of like rub the back of their neck. And that's also a, a very like spot that we have to be uh, protective of. So that is another like telltale sign that somebody's stressed out or, or anxious. Yeah, see, I think I've I've started to uh, slowly creep towards my biceps and start touching those, because uh, that makes me feel stronger. Fam, you're married. What are you, what are you doing here? You, just, <laughs> you start flexing for everybody. You're like, yeah, look at look at these COVID gains. Everybody talks about the COVID fifteen. I put on fifteen pounds of muscle, baby. I lost fifteen pounds. Yeah, I know. Working on the house, we talked about that. That was, yeah. that was fun stuff. Um, anyway, but yeah. So, happiness, uh, positive mindset, you know, learning to be happy and to be positive, all very important things, and all very good tools, weapons in our arsenal 
in the fight against anxiety. The Dementors. Against anxiety. Don't forget the spell, guys. Expecto Patronum. And with that, take care, stay safe, stay healthy, keep your Patronuses close, and uh, we'll talk to you guys uh, on Thursday. <laughs>